Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hear this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. Good to have you with us today. Mark, how you feeling? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Hey, I'm loving it, man. <laughs> um, feeling better. I've had under the weather the last couple of days, but finally getting that. Uh, I feel like I'm slowly but surely climbing out of the uh, the sick. Oh, and, yeah. But I, I'm guessing, I'm thinking this, that if I play my cards right, man, <laughs> I could have one more half day off this afternoon. Ooh. It just kind of depends. I could. I, I might be able to sneak it. Like, if I could just cough a couple of times and yeah. time the, ooh, ow, yeah. it hurt my head when I coughed. <laughs> I, I might milk it, but... <laughs> to be honest, though, I'm tired of laying down, man. That just you know, <laughs> it does get but old after a while. It does. Yeah. Hey, man the the podcast stuff getting uh, getting a lot of messages about wow. folks that are checking it out, man. Uh, tell me what happened. Uh, who were who are we on now? Because you okay. added one yesterday, yeah, right? I um I did some digging around and I found out. Oh yeah, I could put it here too. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember. I forgot about that one. Right. Uh, so now we're on uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, uh, we're on the TuneIn Radio app, which uh, which is pretty cool. We're we're actually trying to get the station on the tu- on the TuneIn Radio, but that's a much longer, more convoluted yeah. process than getting a podcast on TuneIn. And uh, now, as of uh, yesterday, we're on the iHeartRadio app. Very so, cool. Uh, that is very cool. And between those last two, between TuneIn and iHeartRadio, I think that covers practically everybody with a mobile device. Right. <laughs> because, Which was the yeah, goal. Yeah. You know, his whole goal is to make it available. I, I told you earlier that when uh, in, in this day and age, you know, iHeart um, and Apple and Google, when you start looking at podcasts, those are, you know, the main cats that yes. have them. Yes. And you know, you're kind of, you only notice it if you're not on there kind of thing. So anyway, good job on getting that done, dude. Thank you, sir. We are lots of love for the show. Oh yeah. I I'm looking forward to hearing back from folks. So yeah, let's hear back from you. Come on. Listen to the podcast. Meanwhile, um, I watched a movie that you told me, Hey man, you might dig this uh, ready player one. movie. Oh yeah. And, uh, I think what got me was you said, Steven Spielberg directed. Mm. Mm hmm. That was it. I went, okay, you know, he doesn't have a film that I won't give a shot, right? Right, yeah. And in the movie, there's this um, Rubik's Cube uh, kind of thing. that It's one of the ga- one of the game things you win or earn or whatever or buy, but it's not a Rubik's Cube. It's called something else, uh, but it's the Rubik's Cube, okay? Yeah. And so when I saw the headline, World's Largest Rubik's <laughs> Cube Assembled, I'm like, how big is that? I mean, it's, if you got to put it in a mall, how big is it? It's pretty big. It's uh, it breaks a Guinness World Record. It's eight point two feet on each side. That's a Rubik's okay. cube. That's a couple of feet taller than you are. You know? Yeah, really. Uh, it's in the Nina Mall in Hong Kong. They had uh, this big uh, puzzle cube constructed, and Guinness World's Records has shared uh, a time lapse video of the construction. You got to go look that up. <laughs> them building this, oh, wow. it's a functioning Rubik's cube. It's not just a like a a display. It actually right. works. You can spin the hmm. sides and all this other stuff. It's huge. Wow. Yeah. So you so basically. If I want to solve this thing, I'm going to have to peel off the really big colored things on there to move them around, right? Fine. Just made my work. I've never solved one of those things. So, you know, the only way I'm getting it solved is by changing the colors. I bought the book 
back when the Rubik's cube was first hot, I bought the little book, the solution book and stepped through it. And, and I understood, I understood how, okay. Right. But still I, I would, I would put the book away and dive into it and go, oh, nuts. And I have to go find the book. Yeah. <laughs> My brother comes home from, uh, from the air force in a, to visit and uh, he's stationed in Alaska. He comes home to visit and um, he said, Oh, you've got a Rubik's cube. I said, yeah. And it's solved, right? It's sitting on a little stand. It's right. solved. I'm never touching it again. I've gotten to that point. No, I, I, it's on display. I solved it. And he said, uh, he said, mind if I play with it? And I, sh- I said, Oh, sure. And I, and I twisted yeah. it all up and messed it up and handed it to him and went and got a cup of coffee. And he comes walking around the corner into the kitchen a couple of minutes later with it in his hands solved. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I, I, now, is this the, is this the brother? Any, yeah. This is the only well, brother it, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not. I, I thought maybe that you had another brother and he's dead because no. of this. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, you know. no. I just okay. haven't given him anything for Christmas since. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show and a uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mark, I don't know if you noticed it yesterday, but. Um, we had like our long range weather forecast was calling for rain pretty much every day for a week. Oh, wow. And then LaDonna or Hannah, rather, we were talking about, uh, you know, what are we going to do to keep Bray entertained? You know, if, yeah. if this and uh, anyway, we're like during the course of this, you know, the day yesterday, the weather forecast for the next week changed. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of a sudden they take rain out of the forecast and it's replaced with a really awesome forecast. And um Anyway, but now today they've added it back in, but not nearly as much. So it, it was like we've gone from seven days of rain, wow. plan on it, to now a 40% chance of rain like today and tomorrow, but then sunny skies for the next several days. Now, which goes back to my conversation I had with Larry Adcock, brother Larry, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had these award-winning rose bushes mm-hmm. and... One afternoon, he was uh, leaving work early because, I mean, the guy was 150 years old and he was still working because the company we all worked for back then had no retirement plan and nothing. <laughs> no, you like, were your retirement yeah. plan. Yeah. You get what you get and that's yeah. it. And uh, anyway, so Larry was on his way home to work on it. You know, I said, what you going to do? He said, I'm going to work in the Rose Garden. And I said, but it's Larry, it's supposed to rain this afternoon. And he said, Dave, if, if I didn't garden every day it was supposed to rain, I wouldn't have award-winning rose bushes. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's the right attitude to have. It is. If you have something you want to do, that you like to do, that, you know, pleases you, then why would you let something like, you know, the possibility change that? Yeah. And I thought, so since then, I've kind of approached that in life whenever something has come up and it's like, I really like to do it, but... It's like I remove the butt and just go do it. Right. Now, Mark, if it's something I don't want to do. <laughs> well, hey, man, it might rain. I I'm can't, I, I don't want to get involved in this and have to stop halfway through because it might rain. So we'll put that off till tomorrow or the next day or maybe next year. I don't know. <laughs> now that explains my me. backyard. Yeah. That's- <laughs> oh, every bit of it, dude. Mine, you know. All right. Mark. Yes. In our world today. There are surveys for everything that have nothing to do with family feud. Survey says <laughs> one in five adults have been dumped by text. Yeah. In this day and age. Yeah. A poll of unlucky in love adults found that more than one in five, 20 percent, over 20 percent have seen their relationships come to an end following a quick 
text message and one in eight has been ghosted that's where a relationship ends with no explanation and a sudden withdrawal from all communications the, all right, so wait, the so significant the, other just disappears okay when they say you're ghosted <laughs> yeah. for real that does that means they're just not answering right i mean yeah okay they just they just don't respond to anything anymore okay yeah that's cool. what ghosting is i wondered because i'd heard that phrase used you know yeah and i'm like Okay, I guess I understand, but does that mean like, you know, when somebody calls and you send it to voicemail by clicking no, you mm-hmm. don't want to answer yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's different than just letting it ring, like, you know, I'm not home kind of thing. Okay. You know, be, yeah, be, well, if you let it, it'll ring and ring and ring until mm-hmm. the voicemail picks up. Yeah. But the other way, if you click no, it's like two rings and you're in my voicemail. Right. So yeah. if you're paying attention, you can tell whether or not they are just ignoring you altogether or if they are because if they willfully put you to voicemail they're choosing to do that Hmm. and they're telling you hey man i don't want to talk to you right now Hmm. click okay well anyway i need to stop doing that when you call then so um well dude i know the difference i know when you're hosting me yeah fine life radio.fm it's the Mark and Mac show, and uh, he's Mark Congleton. Mm-hmm. I'm Dave Mack, and away we go. I was thinking about that getting dumped by text message, Mark. Yeah, yeah. And you know the old it's you, it's mm-hmm. me, not mm-hmm. you kind of thing? Yeah. It's not you, it's me. Right. One of the little sidebars to the uh, that whole text thing is that 13% of adults said they would actually prefer to be dumped by text <laughs> so they could avoid... That awkward breakup phone call, you know, or the humiliation of being told, you know, it's not you, it's me in a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever. Or the the huge scene that might follow in public in front of everybody. (laughs) See, that's how we're looking. We're looking at it from the guy's perspective of, well, what's the best way to dump somebody, you know? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm thinking if I'm the dumpy, you know, not the dumper, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, what is, I mean, because usually a breakup. You know, isn't there kind of a, as the relationship goes on, you kind of feel like we're at the end of it. It's yeah. just, you're not getting along and you would you hope know. it would be mutual. That's that yeah. you would both understand this is not going anywhere or where it's going is not good or but, whatever, you and, know. And if it doesn't, then if you've realized that the other person is not balanced the way you would like, I mean, yeah. that, that I get, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't, I just really, you know, how do I say I've found somebody else, but I, you know, because, <laughs> You know, oh, man, I've always maybe, wondered maybe about that. you shouldn't say you found right. somebody else. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, because, you, you know, if because that it's like if you say that, you know, wow, you just opened up a whole big can. Isn't yes. it better? I mean, yes. so I don't know. I don't think text is the way to go, mm-hmm. but I don't see any upside to doing it in person you know <laughs> or i don't see any it's like can't we we need to develop a code we'll call it the mark and mac code the breakup code and it's yeah you know one pound for it's me not you you know <laughs> so like two. wait wait, wait, wait stop easier. stop 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 write it down because yeah. this is something we can make money with. You, there you this go. needs to okay. be a book or something. Yeah. Okay, it needs to be a special, a pay, a paid website or something like that. If we're going to, don't give away all the gold, okay? I got you. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. But now with your, okay, I got it. So you basically can send a link to somebody that takes yes. it to our website. The breakup, and, and we would play Great Ken, the breakup song. And so what it is, is you we develop pages 
right? For scenarios, right. specific scenarios. Yes. And then you can take that, you can insert, insert name here or whatever, and then send the link to that page, but it costs <laughs> you X amount of money, you know? So, right. Yeah. So, but yeah. <clears throat> and that, that way, if you've got somebody you're really afraid of, then, you know, <laughs> You could send them to the page that has like narrated by James Earl Jones. This is your breakup. <laughs> we don't need antennas. We have the App Store. Download the app. Mark and Mac are back. LifeRadio.fm. The soundtrack for your life. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show. I'm looking over all the different things that you sent, uh, you know, yesterday, just different stories you were looking at. And by the way, it's the Mark and Mac show. This is life radio.fm. Great to have you with us today. Um, Mark has responded to those requesting a podcast. So we got that up and running now. Yes. It's where all your favorite podcasts are found. The daily Bible study right there. Life radio.fm. And now the headline screams. She's up. <laughs> Batgirl, 60 years in the making. Yeah. And Mark, I got to be honest with you. I was thinking Batman, Robin, <laughs> Batgirl, okay? Yes. Yes. That is wham, bam, boom. <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking. But no, that's not what this is. No, no. This is, uh, this is about Gwen Goldman, who exchanged fist bumps with the New York Yankees. She'd been admiring for decades from afar and walked onto the field and waved to the crowd. She got to be a Yankees Batgirl Monday night at the age of 70, a full 60 years after she was turned down because she was a girl. She was shaking with excitement. She beamed while uh, recounting how it felt to be at Yankee Stadium on this day for the game against the L.A. Angels. She said, I don't know where to start, which was the best. What did I enjoy the most? Uh, the whole the whole thing from walking in the front door of the stadium at gate two to coming up a lot to a locker with my name on it. They said Gwen Goldman suiting up, walking out onto the field. It took my breath away. It's obviously taking my words away also. It, wow. uh, obviously not. It was a thrill of a lifetime, times a million. And I actually got to be out in the dugout, too. I threw out a ball. I met players. Uh, it goes on wow. and on. I, they, they, had, they set up a day for me that's something I never would have expected. And she retired in 2017 as a social worker at a public school in Westport, Connecticut, and she got rejected by the then Yankees GM Roy Hamey, who wrote her in a letter on June 30, uh, 23rd of 1961. He said, while we agree with you that girls are certainly as capable as boys, no doubt would be an attractive addition on the playing field, I'm sure you can understand that it is a game dominated by men and a young lady such as yourself, yourself would feel out of place in a dugout. Well, current general manager. Hold on a minute, Mark. Let me point something out. Yeah. All right. He's replying to this little girl saying, you know, no doubt would be an attractive addition. Mm hmm. She was 10. Yeah. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there that. Yeah. I get well, what he's saying, but you couldn't say that in this day and no, age. They no, would accuse couldn't. him of being the brother of Joe Biden or something, you know? <laughs> so anyway. Do we I have digress. pictures of him sniffing her hair? Um, oh, God. Yeah. Um, the current Yankees general manager, Brian Cashman, said he'd been forwarded an email written by Goldman's daughter, Abby, in a letter dated June 23rd, just a few days ago. Cashman wrote, 
it's not too late to reward and recognize the ambition you showed in writing that letter to us as a 10 year old girl some dreams take longer than they should be to uh, they should to be realized but a goal attained should not dim with the passage of time i have a daughter myself and it's my sincere hope that every little girl will be given the opportunity to follow her aspirations into the future so she got to do what she wanted to do when she was 10 years old and interesting here is that she wrote her letter june 23rd 1961 yes cashman replied june 23rd mm-hmm. 2021 so how cool is that yeah very Man, cool that is and good for them for doing it you know for her in particular i mean yeah. that's just uh we've got ladies you know doing this now as ball girls and things oh, like yeah. that yeah, yeah. yeah for many many years but i just think that's a cool little sidebar to you know the crazy world we live in because you can focus there. There are probably 10 negative stories we could have been doing oh, instead yeah. of this one that yeah, actually absolutely. goes, wow, take me out to the ball game. We need to have more of that. Yeah. We need to have more of what used to be called the national pastime mm-hmm. of being able to go and watch a game. And, you know, we should turn the lights off in the stadiums for a week. <laughs> no night games, just day games. And because you think about it, you know, we always talk about how our the generations before us were, you know, just work and they were they were just this model we need to focus on but you realize before night baseball before they put the lights on you had to take a day off or skip work for the afternoon to catch a ball game man yeah, and you had to sit outside in the sun and yes. sweat and yeah. no i'm saying they yeah. skipped work yeah they lied they cheated they did everything to avoid going they didn't go to work they lied to their boss to spend the day at the ballpark drinking beer watching a ball game in the middle of the day that's what i'm and imagine a double header oh my goodness mark so you're saying that we should turn off the lights and just do day games so people can lie to their bosses and go to the ball games mark if you are given a choice do you want to be like the greatest generation that's what you got to do you've got to put in the work man or not go to work liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show you know at one point in time mark i thought it would really be cool to have a specialty version of monopoly you know the mark and mac version mm-hmm. of monopoly yeah and because uh, they do those occasionally you know you have the the thing where they come out with their special edition but uh, when i looked into doing our version um i wanted to change some of the stuff and they wouldn't let us but uh, 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 you know uh, uh. one of them that that always gets me it still does to this day is the bank error in your favor yeah uh, because if there is a bank error in your favor, let's just say <laughs> that you go to the bank and you're, you're de- all of a sudden you have more money in the bank than you know you should. Yeah. Can you a <laughs> withdraw the money and spend it? Well, <laughs> B, you know, I mean, you look at your options and I'm just saying if that happened to you right now, Mark, would you withdraw the extra cash? And sit on it, or would you leave it alone? Um, I got. I just got to be honest. It's really tempting to withdraw it and go open a bank account somewhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's. It's not your money. They're going right. to discover the the error. They're going to come looking hey. for it, and the next thing you know, you you you're going to have to spend a lot of that yeah. money on a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you. You know what? One time back in the day, I actually um I got a you know back back in the day if you bounced a check you would get a letter in the mail. You didn't get, yeah. there was no electronic banking like there is now. Right. And I got this letter um, in the bank from my bank uh, about a, uh, a return check. 
Hmm. And it was for $20,000. And I'm like, I haven't written a check for $20,000, you know? And I thought, I would remember. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm going through, I'm looking at all my records. I'm like, there is. I, I don't I haven't you know mm-hmm. anyway it was their mistake it was a two hundred dollar check oh. that had been entered you know when uh, as a twenty thousand they just added a couple of zeros and yeah. it, it caused quite the quag okay it was they immediately acknowledged the error okay but you know how tough it was back then to correct a problem because before before the world got connected online the mm-hmm. way it is now. There were certain industries that didn't really care much um, if, because if there was no way for you to out them for who yeah. they really were, yeah. they would just do whatever and, do, you know, they didn't care. And in this case, they just didn't care. Not right. not like they should have. Yeah. And so what should have been instantly corrected took me weeks. Mm. And I'm talking weeks of having to go and, ca- I mean, I'm at cash my paycheck, pay my bills in cash and all yeah, that, yeah. you know, because uh, because of their mistake. Yeah. But now they don't do that because now you, you we would be online and you have a Facebook page and mm-hmm. social media and everybody else piling right. on. Yeah, they did it to me, too. They did it to me, too. And, yeah. you know, next thing you know, it, you could do that. But back then, not so much. Yeah. So when I see a headline that says Louisiana couple shocked after bank mistakenly deposits 50 billion? Yeah. <laughs> 50 billion into their 50 account? 50 billion, yeah. Louisiana wow. husband and wife, like they were stunned this month after they discovered $50 billion had been accidentally deposited into a family account. 47-year-old J- uh, Darren James said uh, he arrived home from work in Baton Rouge on June 12th when his wife showed him what appeared to be a deposit for this huge sum of money on her <laughs> smartphone. I'm like, where did that come from? And all we were thinking was, well, you know what, Mark, (laughs) where did it come from? I don't care. I'm spending it. You know, give I'll take a million in cash. Mm -hmm. You know, And we're all thinking he goes on to say, we're all thinking who who, who's going to be knocking on the door because we don't know anybody with that type of money to begin with. Well, nobody does. They contacted their bank, Chase and James, who previously worked as a law enforcement officer for the Louisiana Department of Public Safety, said, he never thought about keeping the money. He said, we knew it wasn't ours. We didn't earn it, so we couldn't do anything with it. Chase finally corrected the error four days later. They say, we had a technical glitch over a week ago. It impacted a number of local accounts. Um, this issue has been resolved, and those accounts are now showing accurate balances. But James said the bank has yet to tell him how the error occurred. He also wonders whether his wife's account was compromised. I want to know why it happens, he said. He, that makes you think about the security of your account. Hmm. After the error, James, who now works as a real estate agent, described what it was like to feel like a billionaire, <laughs> if only for a brief moment. He said it was a great feeling while it was there to see that many zeros in your account. It was pretty neat to see what it looked like. He hopes his actions inspire others to do the right thing, though. He said, I love being able to bless people. I love being able to do the right thing. So I Yeah, think- but... Mark, that it wouldn't be like you had a billion dollars in the bank. I mean, no. the only numbers you're going to be seeing are whatever numbers they stencil on the back of the uniform you're going to wear for the next 10 to 20 years, you know? That's what I was saying. 
Yeah, it's not a. Uh, I I would not feel relief if I saw that in my bank account. <laughs> I would feel fear and panic because That's why you said they were wondering who was going to come knocking on their door. <laughs> I'm with you there. I am with you on that. But it's like, dude, really? I if you were to take the money out, because hey, you know what? I'm trying to protect the eighteen dollars I have in my account. <laughs> so I'm taking your fifty billion and I'm opening up a couple of other accounts, and I'm I, and you earn interest on it, right? I mean, do you get to keep the interest? Because what's the interest, you know? <laughs> now you're thinking. See? Uh, look, I tried to tell you it wasn't my money. So what I did, I took your money and protected it. I didn't want it commingled with my $18.37. So I took your $50 billion and I've got it over here. And by the way, here, here it all is. Now, okay, do you see the $500 million? Okay. That's not yours. Yeah, that, that's, that's mine. That's my interest. That's the interest I got. And by the way, the other 500 million, yeah, that's what I'm charging you for this inconvenience. And yeah. So look, you got your 59, you got your 49 billion back. Be happy with that. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm. Just like, welcome back, Cotter. It's the Mark and Mac Show. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. I don't trust banks. I believe that when the robots rise up, ATMs will lead the charge. That owns me. That really does, Mark. That owns me. You know, we were talking about the bank stories yeah. a minute ago. You know, bank errors, and I, I looked it up about the, the number of people who, you know, uh, you, usually if you do a Google on a topic that is top of mind, like this $50 billion error, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of stories about that one thing. And so what I did was couple spends money from bank error <laughs> because I thought, you know, yeah. you're going to have more than a few. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do look, man, if the, if all of a sudden you've got an extra hundred thousand dollars in the bank, <laughs> unless, okay. <laughs> Unless that's a normal occurrence for you to shuffle hundreds of thousands of dollars in and out of your account, Mm -hmm. having an extra hundred thousand dollars when you usually have to pay a fee every month because your bank account goes below a hundred dollars, which by the way, that is just cripplingly stupid. It is. But they get away with it, man. Wait a minute. I have so little money. You're going to charge me. (laughs) Come on. You should be charging the people with all the money, you know, their rental fees or whatever. But anyway. It boggles my mind, you know, how the banking system works. But if you get extra money in your account, Mark, I mean, it doesn't occur to you to spend it. Um, no, right thinking no. people, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So now I admit I am not a right thinking person <laughs> because my first thought was, well, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I, You're not getting away with it. No, you're not. <laughs> it's but never how long? Get, how long would it last? Okay. It's like. I, it, it, trust me, today it wouldn't last long. It wouldn't last long at all. Yeah. I mean, you'd uh, you'd dip into that balance, and they'd, they'd discover it pretty quickly, and as soon as you dip into it, you think mm-hmm. that being charged for the hundred, being under 100 bucks is bad? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, what would you do if you all of a sudden, let, let's just say that a friend or family member won a lottery and they gave you a million bucks after taxes and everything else, just mm. gave you a million dollars. After you took care of the basic oh, yeah, stuff, yeah, okay? Yeah. But what would you do? I mean, would you go and 
build a big house that was comfortable for you and Jane and, and you know, for the rest of your life, the, the final home hmm. or what would you, I mean, have you ever thought about that of what yeah. I would do if, yeah, exactly. I have. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be a big house, but it would be a comfortable house. You know, it would be, and we've, we joke about this from time to time yeah. about having the world's longest driveway and, oh. you know, being out in the country away from everybody, as long as you got great internet, you're okay. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. that, that's, that's definitely would be the top of the list after everything <laughs> else, after, you know, okay, now we're, com- we're all those yeah. little things, the debt issues and stuff that would have been you know, everything else, mm-hmm. pay it all off and, uh, and just wow. take care of what we need to take care of. Then that's the first thing, just the man. Yeah. And, and, and mortgage free the whole nine oh, yards yeah. and then take, uh, whatever else you have left and, and make the proper investments to, give you that fund to live off every month so you can do what you want to do right. you know wow. that's what I would i'm do. with you yeah and see that's the reasonable thing to do i mean <laughs> oh <laughs> no i i have thought about it i've thought what would you do because so many times you know people win the lottery and mm-hmm. they lose it all they spend it oh, they waste yeah. it yeah and it's it's because um money will use you if you don't use it yeah and we tend to look at money the wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. we don't look at it as a means to an end. I mean, right. look, we got to have money to feed ourselves and pay bills. That's about it. After that, you know, it's like, I, yeah. I just remember Nathan Park years ago, we were talking about debt and, and it goes in line with this because the first thing you said was, yeah, I have the house, but no mortgage. You know, yeah. Nathan said, uh, we were, we were talking about debt cause he was a, a pretty savvy real estate investor yeah. and owned a number of properties and he said, well, Dave, the, you know, avoiding debt or at least having a good game plan to get rid of debt. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea because what if you feel like God is calling you into a ministry field that, you know, requires you to not work for a year or two to right, yeah. hit, you know, to go on an overseas mission trip. Mm-hmm. And he said, a lot of people have made financial decisions that don't allow them to have that freedom. Right. And I thought about that and I was like, I'd never approached money from that angle. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And I thought, that's why he's the good guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he realized. He, he also uh, understood a basic principle of money uh, that people with wealth understand and people who don't have wealth don't understand. And that is that money is something you put to work for you rather than you working for it. Yeah. And, uh, you, you, you do everything you can to not be in debt so that you can accrue enough money to put it to work for you. And then that will build even more. Right. That's a, that's a wealth principle that most of us are like, yeah, well maybe one of these days, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, if you're not born into money, you know, people that have money, you know, they, they learn how money works Mm -hmm. because it's, just like, you know, you and I, when we're growing up, we learn from our parents yes. the things that they know right. and their lifestyle choices. That's what's on us. And then as we so we basically start our own thinking uh, around about the age of 14, when we think our parents really are short bus parents. <laughs> and then about 25, we realize, man, they were battling Einstein for the smartest person in the world. Yes, you know, that's how did they go from Forrest Gump to Einstein in 10 years? You know, and it just takes time because you don't realize, you know, so many things until you get older. Yeah, very but, true. You know, people who are born to wealth, they are brought up in it. Mm-hmm. That's why lottery winners oftentimes and by the way that extends out to 
you know, people who right now I've told we've talked about this, these um, YouTube celebrities mm-hmm. uh, where they oh, have. Oh, they don't understand the power of the money. Yeah, they, they, because it's come they, too easy to them. Yes. And some of them give it away. Yeah, um, one guy good, in particular, yeah. that's what he devotes his website to giving money away yeah. for all kinds of things. Sometimes they're very worthwhile and charitable. And other times it's just I'm giving away money because it's part of my way of building my channel. Yeah. Which gives him more money to do more. And mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's just fascinating to me how he's out there doing this. He's got a real focus on what he's doing. And while it seems like the dude just gave away a million dollars, you wow. know, because he doesn't respect it. It's like, no, he gave away a million dollars because the way he's doing it, his channel just earned an extra $5 million, you yeah, know, that yeah. kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. And there are others online. Um, and I didn't know this existed, by the way. I didn't, Mark. And I knew you watched a number of different people. Casey Neistat, is that yeah, his name? Yeah, he was the you, first guy. You yeah. told me about him for years Yeah, um, about his videos. And you've told me of a number of people on there. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't had the time to, 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 to drift into YouTube land. But when Braylon was young and we were looking for entertaining educational things to watch, mm-hmm. that's when I found this whole... Um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a subculture mm. of YouTube stuff that is built for five-year-olds. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. And it led us to these under, uh, I'm not going to give out the names of unspeakable and other shows like that, but <laughs> this guy goes and buys a 65 inch, you know, plasma yeah, TV yeah, yeah. and drops it off a 30 foot crane just to watch right. it go splat. Yeah. And I'm like, why, what was your point? Mm-hmm. And again, it's to build more people watching, but that's right. Yeah. LaDonna, every time we're watching this, LaDonna and I are like, man, they know this is going to run out at yeah. some yeah. time. This is going to stop. Yeah. And these people aren't learning anything right now. No, apparently no, I hope much. I'm wrong, Mark. I really do. And the people who are watching them aren't learning any, anything but bad habits now. And that's a bad, yeah. bad, bad thing. That's why half my living room has is in pieces. Okay, now I got it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's it. Like, no, Bray, if you <laughs> drop that from the top of the ladder, Papa's going to be really unhappy, buddy. I mean, really, that's <laughs> please respect the remote control, please. You know, I hate looking for that thing every day, and I don't want to find it in pieces. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. I don't know why you do this to me right before we're on the air, man. It's like <laughs> there's a method to my madness. <laughs> sitting here doing the show, and all of a sudden, I get this little thing. Uh, it dings on my phone, so I gotta check it. You yeah, know, of and course. It's, it's Mark it's sending Pavlovi. me a picture. First, yeah. you drool, then you check your phone. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> you were back uh, back in the day. I remember. I I can't remember who was in the studio with us, but we were doing the show, and we have some big band in the studio. Mm. Not big band horns like Miller, right, yeah, but yeah. like Mercy Me or Casting right. Crowns. Yeah. And uh, one of them goes, dude, you, you realize Mark's over here taking golf lessons online? <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, well, let's see, I know. Let's see. We talk for two and a half, three yeah. minutes. And we play music for, for eight or nine. Yeah. So what am I going to do? You go. You know? <laughs> That's the show. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is I got hooked on something like that one time and I was watching something and all of a sudden we had dead air for 10 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Don't sleep. <laughs> now, actually no but i've told you this before um it was when when i was doing in birmingham where john bird was producing a show for these other these old guys oh, i remember and yeah I'm, 
I'm like doing a morning show. It was right before Mark and I met. And I was the only manager. I was the program director. So I was the only management level employee in the building. And we had like, I don't know, four or five stations on the same floor. And so whenever there was, imagine, whenever there was a problem with any one of the station's morning shows, I was the one that had to deal with it. Even though I'm doing my own morning show, you know, I'd have to play another, you know, and I was doing country radio. So, you know, two and a half minutes of a song and there you go. But anyway, so... I would have to deal with every little thing from the girl's bathroom is out of toilet paper mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah. and so one morning it was just a weird kind of thing. And I heard the talk station, the guys who were doing the talk station were old then mm-hmm. and they worked for another 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I, I don't know. But anyway, John Bird was their producer and <laughs> I'm walking, I'm in the hallway and I'm hearing a caller just prattling on. Mm hmm. Okay. And which is fine, but usually there's interaction with the hosts and things and I'm not hearing any of that. So I thought, well, I wonder what's going on. I didn't know if they had a technical problem. I didn't know what was going on. So I walked down the hall and I look in the studio and both of the hosts are asleep. (laughs) They are live on the air. There's a caller on the air and both the hosts are kicked back in there asleep. They're snoring. Yes. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Now, this is the day before cell phone video and pictures or I would have had this. Okay, so I walk around to the producer's room. Right. Because I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And Bird, John Bird is their producer. He's asleep. They're all asleep. Every one of them. And it's like, I don't fault Bird. He's the producer of the show. I don't fault him at all. Bless his heart. I know what he was dealing with. Yeah. But this caller was just going on and on and on funny yeah (laughs) anyway so there you go that reminds me of one time it's just saturday morning i get a call from a (laughs) part-timer and this is back in the day before computers ran everything and we were still playing vinyl and well we were still playing vinyl (laughs) yeah other stations were already had already moved on oh yeah this part-timer calls me up and he's like dude i need your help what's the matter i've locked myself out of the station (laughs) <laughs> oh no and he yeah. he didn't this is the the some of the part-timers didn't have keys they just swapped off right you know hey i'm at the front door they yeah. let each other in and out and such and and so he didn't have keys and what he would do is if he needed to go to the car was he'd uh he'd hang a coat hanger on the uh on the front door on the handle on the front door and it would mm-hmm. keep it from closing and right. so he had uh he had gone out to uh, uh he put on a long uh, a long record mm-hmm. and he was running to like jack's which is across the corner he was going to get a milkshake or something right he's going to he ran he runs over there and when he comes back the door is shut the coat hanger is falling out and he can't get back in again wow man you got to help me you got to help me i'm stuck in here i don't know i've got it and i said okay okay just 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 chill i'll be there as quick as i can now i'm half an hour away right (laughs) i get in the car fire it up i hit the i hit the highway and i'm on my way and i turn the radio up and i hear click 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 yeah I hear the end of a record wow. and it was like on a thir- it was on a, a, a 33 a big record oh, and, and so it had played through the tracks on the record wow. <laughs> it was all the way at the end man <laughs> i had it cranked up as far as it was go was go would, would go mm-hmm. and it was just, just listening to that and i'm passing under i'm on the red mountain expressway i'm passing <laughs> over where highland avenue goes across and the music comes back oh man <laughs> and the boss the the manager oh. had tuned in and heard 
Wow. <laughs> and oh my. gone over and let the guy in. <laughs> wow. Oh, bless Busted. his heart. <laughs> yes. Now, was he then a former employee or? <laughs> no, I, I think since he was a part-timer, I think he got a little bit of grace. But, <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> with you go to your app store and download the free life radio.fm app we don't need antennas we have the app store life radio.fm the soundtrack for your life life radio.fm mark and max show uh by the way mark you uh, made sure the podcast was available on all the main places where people uh, hear your podcast yes. and stuff uh but he hit me with early as, yeah, we got the iHeartMedia. And, uh, you know, like, really? That was uh, yeah. very cool, you know? Yeah. So if you're looking for the podcast, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We're on the TuneIn Radio app and on the iHeartRadio app. So you can find us, like I, I like to the, say, wherever. That's like the iTunes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the iTunes. It's also in uh, in Apple, well, Apple Podcasts. It's the podcast yeah. side of iTunes. And uh, if you're a real nerd, we're on Anchor. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you know what anchor is, then you're an insider. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you this, man, the weather forecasting, I mentioned this earlier, the, that it's been a little weird, you know, from our forecast of it's going to rain for the next eight days to, mm. well, now it's not, but when you're looking at the heat and uh, cold because of global warming or global mm. cooling, depending on, well, wait a minute, climate, <laughs> climate change, change. Yeah. Uh, right now records are being set in different parts of the country and amazing, you know, that some of the records they're breaking date back, you know, 100 years. Ah. And I was thinking, okay, so in 1921, when it was 157 degrees, you know, in Portland, <laughs> yeah. did they talk about global warming then? No. You know? No. And no, what, they what they don't talk about today is that there have been times in our history where it has been hotter than it is right. now. But, but they don't bring that up. Hotter, mm. colder, yeah. uh, drier, wetter. I yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all there in the rings of the trees. You, I'm, I'm thinking that at some point in time, Mark, they're going to go ahead and cut my leg off and start counting the rings on Dave's leg. You know, that's how I've we're going to determine what done, it was like. I've had that done twice. I don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So right now it's hotter in Portland. Yes, it is. Uh, Portland, Oregon on Monday set a new high temperature record as the mercury climbed to 116 degrees. It's hotter than it has ever been in many cities, including Miami, L.A., Dallas, only two major U.S. cities, Las Vegas and Phoenix, have ever recorded a higher temperature. It got so hot in Portland that officials had to suspend streetcar service because the cables were melting. In Seattle, road crews had to perform emergency repairs because parts of the highway began to buckle under the intense heat. Wow. Dozens of cities across the Pacific Northwest also set new records on Monday as the heat dome continues to bake the region and bring temperatures that are 30 to 40 degrees above average. Seattle wow. set a new record, hitting triple digits three days in a row for the first time ever. The heat even stretched up into Canada, where Lytton, British Columbia, set a new Canadian record of 118 degrees. Um, the National Weather Service has issued an excessive heat warning for parts of Washington, Oregon, California, Idaho, and Nevada. In addition to the scorching heat, the humidity levels will be high, making it feel wow. even warmer than it already is. Um, wow. The heat dome, that's a weird term. It's yeah. a high-pressure area is what it is. Okay. It's just an area. Well, we get high-pressure areas here. That's when it's usually cool and dry and, you know, so, or mm -hmm. not, not cool and dry. But it's, mm -hmm. it's a high-pressure as opposed to low-pressure. And it, the weather changes are usually associated with high and low pressure zones but that's what Man. the heat dome is i'm 
just freaked out by this. I mean, you're talking 30 to 40 degrees yeah. above uh, your norm. I mean, I don't know how you can blame Donald Trump for this, but I'm sure you can. <laughs> but this is really beyond the pale, man. It mm-hmm. It's I mean, it, it's really people. It's frightening. People are going to die. You know, there are going to yeah, be people will. who do not, you know, stand through this. And you know, I don't want to make fun, you know, or poke fun at it because it is a reality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other side of this coin, of course, is air conditioning and things like that. Of, mm, yeah. You know, trying to keep people comfortable or at least, you know, yeah. not in an oven. Um, yeah. You remember we had, gosh, now it's going back, I guess, 10, 12 years, uh, maybe longer. But there was a summer we had in Alabama where there were fires in Florida and we had a heat wave where it went for like 40 days or more above a hundred degrees. Mm. And it was just, I mean, it was vicious. It was a vicious summer. And what I remember most though was driving down I 20 and smelling the fires that were happening in Florida because it had gotten to that point where we could actually smell the, the little bit of that burnt flavor. Or yeah. Whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, but think about that a hundred degrees. We're talking 118. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. just beyond you know, Anything I ever imagined. When our friends with uh, Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association went to Vegas a few weeks mm-hmm. back, right? Oh, yeah. They posted online about, you know, they had gone out to the Hoover Dam and done some sightseeing stuff on one of their on, on one of their <laughs> slack days. And uh, yeah. actually, it was when they got finished. They had a couple of days right. to play. And uh, somebody said, yeah, 109. Hmm. I, it's 109. And yeah. I thought, and I remembered John Panette, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's a dry heat. That's what yeah. they tell you when they're loading you into the ambulance. Thank goodness it's a dry heat, Mr. Panette. Clear! Mark and Mac mornings, only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, you can uh, go to liferadio.fm and uh, check out the daily Bible study, which is very cool. Uh, also the podcast now and uh, getting a lot of feedback on that. So thanks there. You can find that wherever podcasts are aired. <laughs> um, meanwhile, back at the ranch, something that Mark and I have talked about over the years, many times, uh, oftentimes because we got paid to talk about it, but weight loss <laughs> uh, programs, because, you know, Mark, you, I'm not calling you the fat guy on the team no. because I'm right there with you. I just know this a couple of years ago, I worked really hard to lose weight. Yeah. And I got my weight down to where I was, where I wanted. I hit my goal weight and then went a little bit further. But um, all of a sudden, the grief I started catching from family, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I finally am where I needed to be, where I thought I wanted to be. And if, weight wise, <laughs> somebody want to get Dave a sandwich. <laughs> there, that was it. And I was like, it wasn't like I was skinny or anything. Anyway, it was just really frustrating that you expect your family members, you know, to say, Hey, proud of you, but no, mm-hmm. you, you look horrible, man. <laughs> really? Thanks. You know, you don't hear me say that to anybody. You don't ever say you look horrible. You look bad. You sick. You dying. What's wrong with dad? So I'm like, fine, I'll put the weight back on, you know? So the one thing is I got to be honest though, Mark, in the midst of hearing that I did look in the mirror one time. Cause I, you know, the older you get, the less you look. Yeah, it's true. And I glanced in that mirror and I went, Who's that old saggy wrinkle? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that bag of bones is. Oh, it's me. Yeah. I thought, okay, so I'll put the weight back on, and I've enjoyed it. But now it's like my fat clothes are a little bit tight, so because I never threw them well, away, you know. <laughs> people will say, uh, "Let's." I'll mention my age. 
right? They'll say, oh, you don't look, you don't look that age. And I'll say, yeah. it's, it's the fat. Right. You know? Yeah. It stretches your skin, <laughs> prevents right. wrinkles. That's right. That I'm with you. So anyway, now it's like, hey, you're, Dave, you're a little, uh, your, your skin's stretching a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but you didn't like it before. I'm like, so I, Make up your I, mind. I'm just, you know what? I'm listening to Garden Party by Rick Nelson and leaving all this behind. I'm tired of hearing it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, anyway. maybe you should look into this, uh, maybe together, you and I, and we can look into this new weight loss device it uses magnets to stop a person's jaw from opening wide enough to eat solid foods it's been developed to help fight the global obesity epidemic (laughs) of course we have a global obesity epidemic because everything has to be a crisis right it and if you've ever wondered why we have all of these things that that's an epidemic it's all the it's because everything has to be a crisis well, anyway, the tool developed by researchers for the United Kingdom and the University of Otago in New Zealand uses magnetic devices with unique custom manufactured locking bolts that can be fitted to the upper and lower back teeth. Um, the university tweeted, Otago and UK researchers have developed a world first weight loss device to help fight the global obesity pandemic, an intraoral device that restricts a person to a liquid diet. <laughs> called the Dental Slim Diet Control, the device allows the wearer to open their mouths just one-fifth of a centimeter, two millimeters roughly, while uh, still allowing users to breathe normally. It was initially trialed on seven healthy, obese women from uh, Dunedin uh, in New Zealand for two weeks. Um, of the seven women who took part in the study, the, the most they lost a mean amount, an average amount of 14 pounds, 5.1% of their body weight. In two weeks, the participants said they were satisfied with the results and motivated to lose additional weight. They also complained of the occasional discomfort and noted that life in general was less satisfying. One participant even admitted admitted to cheating by consuming melted chocolate and carbonated drinks. Well, they're not on board, are they? (laughs) The participants had trouble pronouncing some words and felt tense and embarrassed only occasionally. Um, Lead researcher Paul Brunton. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Mark. Yes, yes. In order to qualify for a study like this, okay, uh, yeah, you've got to be fat, right? Yes, you do, yeah. So I'm thinking <laughs> you're embarrassed only occasionally oh. because now you can't open your mouth all the way. Oh, I mean, well, what about the muumuu you've worn for the last four days? Oh, my. You know, you yeah. wear the same clothes every day. That doesn't embarrass you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you have to pull two steel chairs together to sit in a right re- that Mm-hmm. Doesn't it embarrass you? Yeah. You're embarrassed because now you can't open your mouth all the way? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm just wanting to clarify where our embarrassment line is. The thing is that what gets me is the cheating. These are people who signed up for something. It's going to be two yeah. weeks, 14 days. Can you do yes. 14 days? Okay. It's two weeks. You sign <laughs> up for this, and in yeah. that two weeks, you have to cheat, right? Yes. And this reminds me of someone, someone I know, mm-hmm. um, someone I know, someone who shall not be named. Who are you talking about no, Maeve Dak again? No, I'm not. I'm talking about someone who had that that surgery, right? Uh-huh. And what this is, this is this this is something that this is supposed to be something you can do instead of having that that surgery that reduces the size of your stomach or restricts oh, yeah. all that stuff, right? Okay. You do this instead of that, it puts you on a liquid mm-hmm. diet, it forces you to reduce your intake. Well, this person had that surgery mm-hmm. and every time I saw this person they were walking around with a a twenty ounce 
sugar, not diet, a full, mm-hmm. full-blown soft drink of some kind. <laughs> I, it, was, it was always a Dr. Pepper. I'll just say that. They always had a 20-ounce bottle of Dr. Pepper in their hands, always. They never stopped their sugar intake. They never stopped. They, in spite of everything, they still kept their bad habits, <laughs> even though they insisted on getting the surgery. And the thing is that if you're going to lose the weight, you have to change your life for it to be worth doing. Right. You know, but if you're going to melt chocolate (laughs) and drink carbonated drinks through this tiny two millimeter gap between your teeth, you probably shouldn't have been on the study in the first place. liferadio.fm it's the Mark and Mac show a couple of minutes ago talking about that magnetic diet thing mm-hmm. which really it amounts to we're gonna we're gonna give you a lock jaw you know <laughs> well they used to wire people's mouths yeah shut, you know oh I know yeah. the thing is you know and I've I've told you about getting hooked on certain shows with my wife because <laughs> yes. you know uh, look I love my wife mm-hmm. and I will do what pleases her right. you know and and sometimes these shows um, I kind of equate them to the time she wanted to go eat at a Japanese steakhouse or whatever it was. They cooked at your table thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're group eating. We went out on date night, just the two of us. And there was a, there was a table full and always, as they pulled the meat is, out. Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody's having fun mm-hmm. and I saw the meat and that ain't, <laughs> it ain't pork. It ain't chicken. It uh, ain't beef. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's not, one of those things it's something else and i made a few comments okay. to Ladonna, but my voice carries and no first, no at first mark a couple of people chuckled you know it was funny yeah and then you know how bad i am there was I a guy know, I know. there was one guy that owned me he just he was laughing okay yeah and so I went ahead and made a few louder comments Uh-oh. until he finally took his glasses off to wipe his eyes because he's crying. But I did notice the rest of the table got kind of silent <laughs> because I was making, <laughs> you know, and every time they cut into the meat. <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> when when we were invited to excuse ourselves from the table and leave with our boxed food, you know, it's like <laughs> so. I understand the food thing. I have fun with it. But LaDonna, that's what she wanted to go to eat, and I kind of ruined that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyhow, well, we watch these shows. I watch yeah, shows yeah. with her, and she got me hooked on one of the, it's a, my 600-pound life or two tons of fun or right. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And there's this doctor in Houston that does the bypass, the gastro bypass surgery yes. and, you know, mm-hmm. all those. But there, there is a common thing in those is that he will not do the surgery on somebody mm-hmm. until they have proven to him that they will make a commitment to lose weight. Right. Uh, but without the surgery, because his whole thing is if you don't, you know, if you cannot abide by something very strict right now, the surgery is going to be a failure mm-hmm. because you're it not going to follow along. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, and look, we're all guilty of this. We all want the shortest way to whatever we want. I mean, who wouldn't, right. it doesn't make, no, let's see. I'm going to give you two choices. One is here. You can pick up the million dollars off the ground and it's yours. Or two, you can hitchhike around the world, swim across crazy rivers, and get back here and I'll hand you a million dollars. Well, I'm going to pick up the million, right? (laughs) So 
we all know that we all want the shortcut, but when it comes to weight loss, you have to change, you know, and the weight loss surgery is a way of helping with that, but it cannot fix you. Yeah. And so doctor now that's what he does is he puts them on a 1200 calorie a day diet. Yeah. Now, Mark, I don't know much about calories. Okay. <laughs> I don't. And I know it's a, not very much, you know, because the thing is if you're over 600 pounds, okay. Yeah. Oh, and this not, is one, it's not much at all if you're over 600 right. pounds. Yeah. Now, but, but I have learned that when you weigh like, like I said, 600 pounds and Dr. Now is talking to this dude who, you know, you're watching the show. And so you're watching all the times he or she is cheating on this diet. Mm -hmm. These are people dying to literally dying to get this surgery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Many of them are in really bad health and have serious issues and are all going to be dead in a couple of years if they don't change. Yeah. Some just refuse and mm. it's always unfair you're being unfair yeah. and he's the expert yeah anyway I, in I, what in the during the music i was telling you a story and i won't name names or yeah. anything but i told you the story about the person i know yeah who um who was having issues with their teeth right and they wanted to get uh this this it's a procedure where they actually, they grind your teeth down, they replace them all with yeah. porcelain and, and all this other stuff. And that's what this person wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And a family member who was connected with other, with other met people in yeah. medicine was going to help this person out. I'm trying really hard not to identify. Somebody was going to write yeah. the check yeah. for well, her well, so actually, she could get the surgery. Well, she, <laughs> well, they, they were using their connections in the medical field to get them a head, a head start on the process. Right. And when they went to get their dental records, to transfer them to the place that was going to do this procedure. This person's original dentist said, Oh, it's not that I can't do it. I won't do it because this person won't do what I tell them to do. Right. They keep Which drinking. Is the, common. Yeah. They keep drinking the sugary drinks. They keep doing all the stuff that's rotting their teeth out. They mm -hmm. won't stop doing these things. They just think this is going to be a fix for the problem they've created. Right. And I won't fix the problem for them. And know? that's cool. That's, yes. And that's how Dr. Now is. He yes. doesn't do that. Right. But, on the way there, these the, the people who are on their way to Houston, and they're coming from all over the country. Sometimes it's a long drive, mm -hmm. but sometimes there was one and dude. It was an eight-hour drive for this guy, and this dude, he was he was big. He was so big, man. When he sits around the house, he sits around the house. You know. Yeah. Anyhow, when on the way there. He can't even ride in the back of the car mm. two hours, you know, and, and it's in a minivan with all the seats taken out yeah. and he's back there like Ursula from that, you yeah. know, mermaid movie. <laughs> it's like, dude, really? Come on. But poor it, unfortunate it's souls. Like, they've got to go through the drive through you know, and to feed this person. And it's like he's eating, you know, like the three of the biggest things you can find. Right. Mm -hmm. And the biggest diet drink and all mm -hmm. that anyway. And that's his snack. Ouch. And the thing is, is that. When you go to see doctor now and you weigh 650 pounds or whatever it is, you have to eat 8,000 calories a day just to maintain weight. Yeah. So when he puts you on a diet and you come back in and you are, have not lost any weight or you've gained a pound or two, you know, mm -hmm. and you say, I don't know what's wrong. The diet's just not working for me. I followed it. I didn't cheat. I didn't do anything. And he's like, well, what? here's the reality. <laughs> the reality is you have to eat eight thousand calories a day to maintain weight because you're so big mm. if you had eaten 1200 calories a day you would have lost 100 pounds mm. and they sit there and lie to him yeah and they tell the camera i just think he's being unfair he doesn't understand wow 
understand it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's, but it's cool. The way that he does it, it's like, because he knows they're going to fail yeah. if they don't change. And anyway, you look at it. Yeah. I, I looked at that, you know, wiring your jaw shut or using the magnets mm -hmm. or whatever. Yep. Bottom line, man, if you don't want to lose the weight, yep. you're not going to lose the weight. But you know right. what? We live in the land of the free and the home of the whopper. If you don't want to lose the weight, okay? Yep. If you want to keep, you can do that. Yeah. There's no law that requires you to lose weight. Yeah, there's not. But, so why you, pretend? And you will convince yourself of anything, you know? Yeah. You will oh, yeah. to justify your behavior. I think uh, George Costanza said it best. Jerry, just remember, <laughs> it's not a lie if you believe it. LifeRadio.fm, Ye old Mark and Mac Show. Got it in. Ding. <laughs> and got to get the ye old in there, man. It's kind of like we all have certain things we say, you know, just, hey, how you doing today? Hey, fine. <laughs> or, how's your day? Like hair in a biscuit. Oh, gosh. You know, those kind of days, you know, yeah, we all have. Right. I, now I can't come up with any of those slogans we use. Yeah. Because... There's no reason to remember them right this minute. Mark, help me. I can't remember any of the slogans. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, Dave. <laughs> oh, you know, there's a certain point in time when you have this head cold thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of thinking as we head towards the end of the show, I'm starting to milk this cow a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking about five minutes to 10, I might have a relapse. That's what it is. <laughs> I you think know? you should actually. <laughs> I by golly yeah anyway <laughs> hey there's a florida there was a man not any ordinary man but a man from florida yeah these florida stories and it's like uh -huh. you know i mean there, there's a website called the smoking gun yeah okay and it has crazy criminal oh, stuff on gosh, it crazy yeah. crime stories yeah and i'm telling you better than 50 percent are from florida i don't know if that's because that's where the guy is based out of that's kind of my assumption yeah but a lot of the stories are out of Florida. It's the heat and so, humidity. That's what it is. It gets to It's got to be something, man. There's some reason. I don't know what it is, but Florida, it's a great place to visit. I'm not knocking it. I love the state, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I, you know, people do some crazy stuff there yeah. just you, like this. Have you heard of the Florida Man Challenge, by the way? No. It's where you go to Google and you put in uh, the words Florida Man and then your date of birth, your birthday. And it <laughs> yeah. will pull up stories. It will pull up stories <laughs> based on your birthday about weird things that people have done in Florida. It's it's really weird. Florida man, and then your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> with the year or just the day. I I try either way. I don't know, but it's it's just a it's called the Florida Man Challenge. It, I just I thought about it, and there you go. Oh, okay, okay. there it is. Florida, yeah. I see it. Go ahead. When a Florida man allegedly pulled a gun at Starbucks at the drive-through, irate over a botched order. He unwittingly brandished the firearm at the local police chief's daughter. She was working the counter. <laughs> chief, <laughs> chief Delma Noel Pratt told local media wow. that her 23-year-old daughter was berated with verbal and physical threats before she handed the driver his cream cheese and he drove off. She felt in, in fear for her life. She says, it was upsetting to me to know that someone should would go to that extreme not having cream cheese on his bagel. Forget about the badge. Forget about the title. That's my child. And I thought about, am I going to see her again? Is she okay? Of course, she was upset. She was crying. And so I had to go into mom mode. Police <laughs> arrested Omar Wright. He's 38 and should know better. In connection with the incident on charges that include aggravated assault and armed robbery, 
He was being held on a $10,000 bond. He allegedly returned to the drive-thru and screamed at the chief's daughter, claiming his cream cheese was missing. I think his I think he's probably slid off, you know, uh, <laughs> when she asked whether he would paid for it. Police say he pulled out the gun during his first court appearance. He said he didn't believe the robbery charge was warranted, although it remains unclear whether or not he had paid for the creamy spread. Noel Pratt's daughter told investigators that while Wright did not point the gun at her, she still feared for her life. He claimed that he grabbed it because it was falling out of his pocket. He denied threatening the clerk. That's according to the police report. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh Oh, man. You know, Mark, Florida, man. You know, it kind of, whenever you've got the old family member, you know, of the uh, police officer or whatever working, there was a sheriff in Alabama. I cannot remember the county. Okay. But every now and again, you know how you'll have um, a whole bunch of scammer calls that we all start getting them. It seems like at the same time Mm -hmm. and they'll say, you know, you have to get to the police, the, uh, you have to pay a fine or, or we're coming to arrest you right now. And yeah, one of those calls came into an Alabama sheriff (laughs) and he's on the phone with this scammer. Okay. He listens to the whole spiel and he says to him, well, you know what? Go ahead and pick up the County coroner because (laughs) the, the only person that can arrest a duly elected sheriff in the state of Alabama is the county coroner. So pick him up. That's awesome. On the way here, That's you know, awesome. and I'm thinking, talk about a way to end that one. There you go. <laughs> Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, we try to ask you each and every day to uh, share it on your social media, you know, whatever, or, you know, if you really want to have some fun, email blast. Hey, you know, just say that you're a Nigerian prince <laughs> and email it out to everybody. And, you know, <laughs> just a thought. Um, Red Robin. You remember those commercials? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, staff at a Red Robin in Wichita, Kansas, did something nice for a customer. They recovered a lost wedding ring. They dug through five bags of nasty restaurant trash can you imagine (laughs) oh good 75 year old diane kiltz was uh noticed her ring was lost when she was halfway home after dining at the restaurant believe she lost the ring while she was wiping her hands from a burger that had been topped with barbecue sauce ketchup mayonnaise those things are messy i don't know if you've eaten you grab one and you think okay i got this covered i got this covered and then you start feeling it running down your Uh, (laughs) that's what you well i was gonna i was gonna say that's like another place that used to brag about that that doesn't do that anymore so mm. i apologize i yeah. don't want to make fun of any right. yeah business it, she says now. she says well how do you tell your husband you lost your wedding ring it's not <laughs> something you're supposed to lose ever and you know she's 75 so hello Ooh. she's had it for a long time right wow. well, well her friends called the restaurant up on her behalf and though the trash had already been in the compactor oh uh, the assistant manager uh breck Roop and busser miguel garcia <laughs> <laughs> pulled out bags and started to dig through the sticky mess and they were on the fifth bag when they found her ring with a name like breck Roop. <laughs> come on uh, come on and <laughs> with a name like congleton stop it uh, they need all the pi- all the pats on the back they can get she says uh, you just don't find people like that anymore good so for them. good for them yeah yeah that's 
<laughs> I'm just remembering the movie Parenthood yeah. when their little crazy kid lost his uh, retainer or oh, whatever, and they're digging through the trash, and yeah. Steve Martin's like, they give up, and Mary Steenburgen goes, look, if you lost $200, you'd look for it, wouldn't you? <laughs> I was like, no, you would, but... <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show they kind of busted mark on yeah. the uh, yeah the fake sick thing i've been pulling it off all week you know you milked it as long as you can huh? i i think i have the, the cow is now dry oh so no i'm i'm guessing i'm not going to be able to pull it off anymore oh, but no i that that just means that i'm gonna have to go and buy a lottery ticket or something you know because <laughs> if the luck's run out you know, but i saw this story and uh i wondered if it was going to catch your attention just so you guys know mark and i we we don't take a stand and we uh, right. on on certain things like a lottery but yeah the the, the, the most look, we'll say is we believe we've we've lo- labeled it the stupid tax and it is yeah, it's a tax on yeah. it doesn't mean people don't win yes right, yeah. somebody's going to win it i think you know what mark when it gets to be in the billions you know the real big one um i'll do it if, if it's not inconvenient or whatever i will go buy a ticket to be a mm. part of something that big you know yeah it's just kind of fun but that, it's just entertainment at that point right you know and it's it just is, like and, because you know your odd the odds of you winning are so slim oh yeah it's just crazy but it's kind of like yeah their movie you remember the movie rv with uh, yeah. robin williams yeah okay um at the end of the movie he's talking about um about in the united states back in the 50s when uh, I love Lucy was huge. Mm, and yeah. he said it was a community thing that everybody together was kind of sharing in this moment of watching that show. Yeah. And it was that being all together, that feeling of being all together. Well, that's kind of what it is when that big lottery, you know, the one yeah, that I get you know, that. Yeah. And that's kind of why. And I will. I'll do it. I'll buy enough for all of my family. And it, it's just a reason to play along and be mm-hmm. a part of something. Yeah. So. It's not something that I regularly do. Yeah, the same thing happens when p- families go to the beach and things. Right. You, you, oh, go to, yeah. you go into a state where they have a yep. lottery, and one night you're out, you're picking up some ice yep. or something like that. Say, Give me a couple of those lottery tickets. And you that's when I found out. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know there was more than one. I really did think that, yeah. you know, like if a state had a lottery, that yeah. you had whatever, Powerball or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought there was just, I'd like a lottery ticket, please. Yeah. And then they say, which one? Which I'm one, like, yeah. Well, what do you mean, which one? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, just. So you say the biggest one you've got, right? But it's like because they've got the scratchers and they've yeah. got two hundred and fifty yeah. games in there, and people have their favorites, right? right? And they play those all the time, right? They'll go right. in every week and they'll grab their favorite or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a woman in North Carolina said uh, she really would not have won two hundred grand, this mm. big jackpot, if her local store had not been sold out of her favorite scratch-off ticket. Wow, Joanne Pacheco of Durham told North Carolina education lottery officials she was at the Lakeland Street Mini Mart in Durham when she found out the store was sold out of the scratch-off game she wanted. She hmm. says, they didn't have my tickets, so I said, eh, just give me four of those. And she took her stack of scratch-offs home, and hmm. uh, the recently launched seven game, is what they, it's a new game they do, they're doing, hmm. and discovered one of those tickets was a $200,000 winner. She wow. said she was sitting on her bed <laughs> thinking, I can't believe this is real. She said the money will come as a big help after she recently moved to North Carolina from New Hampshire to be closer to her son. And here's the thing that gets me. This is her quote. Okay. All that matters to me, I'm going to live happily for the rest of my life. Well. On 200,000? So how long do you think you have to live, lady? (laughs) Because. 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, cruising along. We're in the fast lane with our left blinker on. Yeah, baby. Driving slowly. Yep, doing the speed limit. (laughs) The speed limit. I'll never forget the time that Nate Park followed. We were driving to a meeting uh, from... Uh, and from Birmingham, from where we were at the old studios in Homewood, and we're yeah. driving out to a place out in Trustful, I think. Um, anyway, you look at it, but I like to drive to a meeting. I don't like mm. riding along, yeah. and the reason is, um, I like to know the address because people speed. Okay, when people drive, they tend to speed, and so I don't want to follow somebody. Because I that requires me to speed and drive their way, yeah, and for whatever I, reason, I know you're talking about me. Just go ahead and say no. Okay. I, I'm nobody in particular, just oh, in yeah, general. Yeah, and because if I'm riding with you somewhere and you get pulled, that's fine. What do I care? You know, it's you, officer. But I tried to tell him. I I'm just going to sit there while I write the ticket. But if I'm following somebody, you know. Then I'm required, if I don't know where I'm going, I'm required to follow them. Right. Yeah. Well, in this particular case, for I ended up in the lead and everybody was following me. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, Nate Park said, that was the safest <laughs> drive I've ever been on in my life. I remember. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know that could happen. And it was like, I, I drove the speed limit, used my blinkers. There you go. It was just, <laughs> and that's why, you know, people would freak out about me driving a long ways to work or whatever. You yeah. know, I had no problem with it. No. No, I, I just as a reminder, if it irritates you that somebody is driving slower than you in the left lane, there is actually a law, at oh, least yeah. in our state. It's a law in many states now mm-hmm. that if you have faster oncoming traffic behind yeah. you and you're in the left lane, you have to move yep. over. Yeah, you ha- it's the law. You can actually get ticketed for not clearing the path for faster drivers, yep. even if they're doing 90 and you're doing the speed limit, you are required by law to move over. And. I thought I, I thought to myself, this is awesome. They have finally passed the law. And then I got out in the real world and uh, <laughs> and saw it made no difference at oh, yeah. all. No, no. <laughs> people are still going to drive down. Well, uh-huh. Mark, you know, I've, I've been under the weather a little bit over the last couple of days. But last night I had to run to the uh, DG for something. Mm-hmm. And Mark, I went in. I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to chase this rabbit, but I mean to tell you this. I came out of the store and a woman had parked really close to my car at an angle. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) And the thing is, is she was still sitting in the car. Oh, my. And, you know, on her phone doing what I'm like, she was partially in my spot. Yeah. And sitting there. Yeah. And the thing is, is all I could think of when she finally did get out, she never acknowledged the fact because I was able to get into my car. Okay. But she was so large. <laughs> I'm, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I was trying to find a polite way of calling yeah. large Marge fat without <laughs> saying she was fat, but she was fat. Oh. And I, I mean, she was. She was like, she was so busy on her phone, she couldn't park her car right, could not acknowledge mm. the fact that I'm right there. And yeah. the thing is, Mark, I was not feeling good enough to engage. Mm. I just couldn't do it. I'm oh. like, I'll just be old man and get in the car and shrink away. Bless your heart, man. 
but somebody's going to pay for this later <laughs> on. <laughs> you know, somebody if unknowingly. Had, if it had happened on a good day, yeah. Oh, how entertaining it could have been. <laughs> but not today, you know. <laughs> I just wanted to go back in the store and buy me some Wisconsin cheese, man. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. I just. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was nice. I'm Thank eating you. a lot of cheese. You got a plunger handy? I've been eating a lot that of cheese. That was a nice effort at transition. Yeah, a Wisconsin well. cheese business said it unofficially broke its own here we are it's a guinness world record story <laughs> they did it by creating a cheese a string cheese that measures more than three thousand eight hundred feet long wow yeah gerard Knaus, he's the master cheesemaker at wea wega Wayawega, that's it. Wayawega star Derry in Wayawega said his father, former master cheesemaker Jim Canals, presided over the first successful Guinness World Record string cheese attempt in 1995, and the record was updated in 2006 when they created a 2,000-foot-long piece of string cheese. The cheesemakers celebrated June Dairy Month by creating a string cheese that measures 3,832 3, feet long. That nearly doubles their 2006 record. The greatest part here, they say, now is the community coming together in this. You see, you've seen all the people that came here. They enjoyed every bit of it. And when we got done, everybody got some cheese to take home. It was on the Canals family, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, he said documentation from the latest event will be submitted to Guinness and have the record updated with the new cheese length. He wants his father's name to remain on the record. Jim Canals said he was proud to see the business continuing his tradition. He said, I can't do it anymore, so it's great that they do it. Mark, there was a line in that story. Yes. That caught my attention. Of course okay? it did, yes. Master cheesemaker. Okay? <laughs> yeah, now, I know. for many, many years, I have been the master of cutting the cheese. No, thank you very much. So becoming a master cheese, what does it require for one to become the master cheesemaker? Mm, I'm it's not a, really sure. It's a three-year commitment dedicated to the art of cheese wow licensed wisconsin cheesemakers mm -hmm. must have 10 years of experience with at least five years experience in the cheese variety for which they seek certification wow. before they can be considered for the master cheesemaker program mm. it requires more education and experience than to become a master surgeon wow there you go holy you, moly to be and by the way you're only the master cheesemaker of one type of cheese. Hmm. You want to be multiple? It's got to go back to the beginning and start over. Hmm. See, those medical professionals have it easy. Oh, you know, a surgeon that can operate yeah. on a knee, a leg, an right. arm, yeah. a hand, a heart. Come on. So These cheesemakers, they got you beat. So you could dedicate years of your life and, and hours of every day to creating a form of cheese and beating a Guinness World Record that when you actually look at the details here, nobody else seems to be interested in breaking pretty much you know <laughs> but you're the master cheese maker dude <laughs> on his tombstone master cheese maker i was just thinking well yeah. he's got that on his business card <laughs> tell your friends the mark and max show is back and better than ever oh yeah liferadio.fm the mark and mac show where florida man seems to be the special order of the day <laughs> yeah you told me a little while ago that you go to a google search and type yeah. in florida man and yeah. then your date of birth yeah 
and see what pops up. And there's a whole place dedicated to this. It's <laughs> it's like the seven things of Kevin Bacon or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's this whole Florida man, th- which I didn't even know it was a thing until a little while ago. You never told me about this. <laughs> what else are you hiding from me, Mark? <laughs> the things that you learn when you're doing show research. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mark, it's, a, it's an intense thing to do, sitting in the recliner, propped up, multitasking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sipping sipping your coffee, eating your eating your snacks. Yeah, cruising the internet on your iPad, watching (laughs) YouTube videos. Welcome to my life. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mark, what would Florida man eat? That's the question. There's a tiki bar inside uh, inside at Fort Beach, uh, Fort Myers Beach Resort. They think you'll want to eat like a Florida man, and they have the ingredients to make that happen. They're making the Florida man pizza. It's the ultimate challenge for foodies who want to say, I am Florida man. And Mm. uh, like its name suggests, the toppings are a bit wild and, well, they're very Florida. Uh, Uh The toppings include fried gator, banana peppers, and a homemade special trailer sauce. Trailer sauce? Trailer sauce. It's a bit spicy. And (laughs) they've got to throw in some orange slices, too. (laughs) So, Wait a minute. Yeah. Trailer sauce. Yes. A bit spicy with uh, extra cigarette ashes <laughs> dropped in for consi- you know, Is that a, what we're dealing with here? It has a smoky, a smoky mm. taste. Smoky aftertaste. <laughs> the general manager at the Tiki Bar, Robert Riley, says it's delicious. Locals and tourists that visit the world-famous Tiki Bar in Fort Myers Beach seem to think so, too. The pizza <laughs> was added to the menu in March. It's quickly become one of the Tiki Bar's best sellers. Riley says they're planning to create a they they were planning to create a specialty pizza with using gator alligator, oh god, which is what tourists usually want to try when they visit Florida. Oh. And I've tried gator a couple of times; it's not bad. Mm-hmm. At some point, yeah, rubbery chicken. Nah, yeah, at some point, he remembered the whole Florida man Florida man challenge thing that we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the Tiki employees, he says, are the funniest people in the world, the name stuck. And uh, because it was current, it was funny, and the pizza had the pizza had gator on it. So he says it, it was a golden opportunity. How could they not do it, right? <laughs> Call it the McCluskey coming to get you, Gator. The Burt Reynolds movie. Okay, you know Gator was a sequel. Do you remember the original one? No, I don't. White Lightning. White Lightning. Gator yeah. was a sequel to White Lightning. Yeah, Gator was the movie that Burt Reynolds directed. Okay, in, in between the time they made White Lightning. Okay, mm-hmm. and the time they came up with its sequel, Gator, well, Burt Reynolds had become a massive star. They couldn't afford him anymore, and so the only way to get him was let him direct. So he did. <laughs> there you go. Great movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I'm telling you about this right now, Mark. I'm actually shocked and okay. saddened. Ned, in the first one, in White Lightning, for real, Ned Beatty plays a bad sheriff almost like the night the lights went out in georgia kind of guy uh-huh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah but you you're not familiar with these movies i, I know the titles but i'm not familiar with <gasps> the movies themselves you know you can go ahead and thank me for your homework assignment today oh, but great. Uh, white lightning and gator there you <laughs> I go just explain to jane why i'm near suicidal when she gets home oh uh, you'll be laughing oh, you'll be, oh, you're gonna have fun oh, yeah fine yeah <laughs> jerry reed plays the bad guy in uh, gator oh that should be interesting yeah, it's it is good actually. Oh, uh, oh man, I just realized his outfits, the what he was wearing in that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit different than uh, when he was the bad, the mean coach in Waterboy. You know, uh-huh. a little different. Yeah. If you're wondering what it's like between our breaks when the music is playing, this is what it's like. <laughs> 
Well, Mark, I'm trying to give you some, you you know, we're talking about Florida man and Gator and, you know, Bert yeah. was from Florida. That's where he had all okay. this stuff. I'll and- make a deal with you. I'll watch Gator after you watch yesterday, the Beatles movie. Okay. Yesterday. I, that, okay. We're in. You okay. watch, you watch the movie yesterday. I'll watch Gator. We, we got us a deal. I right. might have to watch white lightning and Gator before I watch yesterday, but okay. That's the deal. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> okay, let's try this. Uh, voiceover for the Mark and Mac Show promo. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of promo. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... I don't think so. In a land before time. It's about the Mark and Mac Show. They're on the radio. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What the... When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. No. On the edge of space. Space? A girl. No. Two girls. No. Now, no. more than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. <sighs> a robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know as we wind down today uh mark it's been a blast i appreciate you tolerating me over the last couple of days it's been a little difficult but i feel like oh it's wait a minute it's not friday ah (laughs) no it's not yet (laughs) you're not out of the woods yet (laughs) yikes Uh, we do this from time to time there was like last week we had one morning i said i need to apologize for the last couple of days (laughs) (laughs) i I was going through sinus sinus hades myself and it's million six i listened i i listened back to was putting podcast pieces together and i went Ooh, <laughs> but, I just well, should have stayed home. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Well, hey, Mark, there was, there was this really cool dog that um, I don't know exactly what he was. OK, but he had like um, a bulldog face and like the body of, I don't know, a, a beagle kind of thing. And, OK, um, it, it, yeah, friends, friends of LaDonna had had this dog and Frankendog. they normally kept him in in his back dog backyard you know mm-hmm. he had, they love him they love this dog but he had gotten out oh and my. he kept and i will tell you that when a dog gets out of its enclosure or where no matter how good the family is mm. they will find Ladonna. there's <laughs> like she's she's been lojacked and all the animals have like a tracking a homing device you know and they will find her and <laughs> this dog this found yeah. her yes and it's like he kept finding her and she brought him home and he had this really big almost human face you know it was like this is the coolest dog of all time and these people were heartbroken that, that they thought somebody had stolen Aww. so we got him back but anyway it happened twice yeah. and uh, we took him back and i mean it was like we knew how much they cared about him mm. we knew that he was finding a very creative way of getting out or something or somebody was helping him yeah but all i could think of is you know, if you have a pet like that that goes missing, it's heartbreaking. You know, mm. you don't know what to do, man. Yeah, this be. headline yeah. screams, missing pet dog returns home. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, a couple in South Carolina worried about their lost dog. Were surprised when the doorbell rang in the middle of the night. They were even more shocked when it turned out that it was their dog that had not only returned home, but had also figured out how to use their doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mary Lynn and her husband Ryan say their dog Raja got spooked by fireworks and escaped from their backyard in Greenville. Oh. For seven hours, the worried couple searched for the dog but couldn't find her. Then wow. at around, around three in the morning, Raja walked up to the house's front porch and rang the doorbell with her nose. Wow. There's actually a picture in the article, and I didn't clip it for you, but there's a picture of just the close-up of this dog's eyes where you can see its nose is pushing against the doorbell thing. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Lynn that said, so I cool. don't even know how she knew how to do that. I've never shown her wow. how. She did, doesn't go out in the front yard except to the car, so she's never been, never seen us use the doorbell. Ryan was up waiting around to see if she'd pop up. He saw her on the porch, and he ran off to get her while the dog was perfectly fine. She did bring back some evidence of going on an adventure. She had thorns on her and seemed to have rolled in some poop. <laughs> so <laughs> seems like she was out having a great time. <laughs> wow. Bless her heart. I, I, um, I, we had a dog when I was a kid named dog named scout, big dog who learned that if he jumped up and hit and hit the doorbell with his paw, the door front door would open. Mm-hmm. And he did once he learned, oh, that'll get somebody to come let me in. Right. He, he he rang the doorbell to get in the house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's <laughs> that's way cool, because you got to know that this dog got away mm-hmm. and somebody, somebody taught that dog how to ring the doorbell. <laughs> you know, I think it's cool. Yeah. It now, when cool. you go yeah. back home. All right. Come here, Fred. When you get home, hit this button. That'll get their attention. <laughs> oh, dude, I got to tell you something real quick before we go. Yeah. In the middle of the night last night. Okay. Yeah. LaDonna is up in our room looking for something. Okay. And I hear, I mean, she's got her, her flashlight on her phone and she's looking. She's on her. I'm like, what are you looking for? Hmm. She goes, Dave, there's a rat or something in here. I hear something. And it was a noise that was different. It was not a rat. Okay. Mm, okay. It was not a mouse. And she said, I can't figure out what it is, but it's from coming from over here. She put a collar on Hank yesterday <laughs> and he was scratch, you know, I'm like, that's all it is. I'm like, come on, baby. She's like, oh man, <laughs> million six. So anyway, <laughs> the stories that will follow, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. oh my, dead in the water, dude. That's yeah. all I'm telling you. But I'm wondering how many more dogs we can fit in our house. Because I thought we were at our don't, limit, you know. Don't don't ask that question when Lodana's around. Just don't. Just she comes home with a, gar, a, jar, a jar of Crisco and a shoehorn. You know? oh, no. 